Previously on Light Roast Low Rolls. Alessandra Sparks is your typical American housewife. You would think that they are living a perfect life. You know that super famous Hollywood star, that angel something, angel Scott? You know, I heard that she's been dating a little below her social class. I don't know his name, but apparently there's this real shady guy. Lucille is a daughter of essentially, let's say, a very wealthy and a very scummy and pushy influential influential family. Well connected. Yes, well well connected, but in all the wrong places. Yes, well connected with Dracula. So you see a werewolf running down the street. Follow that hairy man. I hate to burst in like this, but there's something all of you need to know. And then three claws impale her from behind. I'm calling the fucking police. You said this was your actor? I need my dad's actor. I'm playing the flake, Marlo Hunt, and I'm currently drinking water because I'm sick. <laughs> My name is Kelsey Weinstein. I play the mundane, uh, Peggy Scott, also known as Squeak. I'm drinking a little bit of wine. I have a little sparkling white wine at the moment. I'm telling. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and my name is Elise. I will be playing the expert, Lucille Elian, and I, uh, I am also drinking a little bit of wine. Kelsey and I are being wine girlies on the couch. <laughs> my name is Madison Hubler. I'm playing the monstrous. I'm playing Alessandra Sparks, or Allie, and I'm also a part of the wine club over ooh, here. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're just a bunch of white folks sitting around, drinking wine, solving mysteries. And that's all I gotta say on the matter. So thanks for tuning in to uh, episode two, and uh, we'll see you next week. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last we left off, um, we had a very dramatic public murder at a fairly, well, like, kind of a hole-in-the-wall sort of a joint off of Hollywood Boulevard uh, known as The Kitch. And uh, said murdered person was kind of drugged or rather picked up and carried back into a kind of secret room in the back of this uh, little hole-in-the-wall joint. And uh, there was a, a bit of an argument happening at the front of the house before... Um, Three adults and one child kind of shuffled off <laughs> into this back room. And uh, why don't we pick up where we left off in the, uh, why don't we pick up a couple moments later in the infirmary. Mm -hmm. 
laid down kind of out on this cot. Uh, there's uh, medical supplies being taken down, and uh, right now people are just trying to press. Uh, Sammy, is that who you asked to help out? Is pressing on these wounds with um, as much kind of gauze as they can get down onto uh, this body. Yeah, Lucille's helping with her towel um, and kind of guiding. She's directing mostly Angel and Marlo to grab things from around the room. She's like, no, the other compartment. No, are you blind? I said the one with the brass handle, Marlo. I'm not blind. This is why you should label things. I, I, uh, you why don't you roll to help out? <laughs> That's cute. Peggy has not left, like, the doorway. <laughs> so you roll plus one. Cool. Five. Uh, so that's a failure. You expose yourself to trouble or danger without helping. So I think, yeah, you're just getting really worked up about this, like seeing this dead woman who was alive and is now dead again, and like you're just like completely being super unhelpful. And um, yeah, how how would you be put? I'm gonna I'm gonna save the you being put into danger for a moment where it becomes more relevant. Heard. Um, but yeah, I think you're just in a panic and it's really hard for you to notice anything at the moment. Mostly Lucille is just like pressing down on this and Sammy luckily is a good, like best regular she could have picked to help out, which is why Lucille did because she is prepared. Um, and she's going to look up at Marlo and say, I thought she was dead. Well, it's hard to tell with these kind of things, you know? It's... Yeah, hard to tell what happened. So there's a chance that I lied to you. Oh, neat. Happens every Tuesday. What particular lie was this? Well, when I said Clements was dead, I just meant dead in the most relevant sense, not yeah. in the most literal sense. Dead to you? Well... And to, as far as I was concerned, uh, this corporal plane, but uh, clearly that's not the case anymore, so. You see, do you know who that guy was? I didn't recognize You him. said it was your actor? My dad's actor. Okay, your dad's actor. Who's your dad? Point of order. Uh, Peggy saw a hairy man. You two saw a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> you don't know who my dad is? I've never seen you before in my entire life. How the hell would I know who your dad is? Well, your dad's some kind of psychopath and he's hiring werewolves too. Yeah. Werewolves? Yes. I mean, the makeup artists are good, but they're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where'd you pick her up, Lucille? I didn't. She walked in the moment this happened. I'm sorry, I was preoccupied. Yeah, I know, with your double shot. Okay, so like, is she dead? I, no, not yet, but she will be soon if uh, Angel, sweetheart. No, please. Uh, the, um, are you sure you don't uh, need any help or anything? Maybe I could go like get some gauze, or I could call the police, maybe. Police sound great. I don't. I that's don't a really good. Idea. I don't want well, the police. Why wouldn't we want the police? Like an ambulance would be very helpful what right now. What you can do, what you can do, sweetheart. Hey, will you um, will you call that? Um, yeah. We call dad and tell him that Ronnie, Mick, and Chavo uh, are are at, are after someone. Okay. Uh, what about everybody outside in the actual bar? Uh, well, they're just gonna have to wait for their drinks for a second. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
Don't worry. Hey, look at me. Don't worry. And she kind of gives you like a meek smile. Uh -huh. Just like a shake. Like you don't even need to go back out there. Just step in the corner. Call Dad. Okay? Okay. Yeah. And she goes up to the door where like, yeah, there's a there's a phone just behind the door into the infirmary. And you can hear that she's jumping on the phone with Dad. Um, you guys are compressing on these wounds. And it's... It seems pretty feasible. Uh, Lucille is going to. Can I? Oh. I want to look at my moves. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Super question. Yeah. So to use magic, mm -hmm. what is the? Are there any prerequisites to what kind of magic that is? Let's talk about the use of magic in this game, shall we? <laughs> so when you use magic, say what you're trying to achieve and how you do the spell and roll plus weird. Uh, there's all these qualifications for what happens when you roll. By default, the magic has one of the effects listed below lasts for around 30 minutes and does not expose you to danger, unwanted attention, or side effects. If there's a glitch, that might change. Um, if you want to do magic that goes beyond any of the effects listed, it counts as big magic. Big magic uses different rules described uh, separately. Uh, so are you... Does your hunter class use magic? I don't believe it's explicitly stated uh, yes or no. Okay. So, the way that magic works in this game uh, is kind of odd. It's not the way that D&D &D is where if you're playing wizard, what you do is you do magic, and that's what your character does. It's more like anybody has the capacity for magic, but some people are super weird, and so they're better at it. So what's your weird score? My weird score is uh, natural plus one, but I also have crazy eyes, which gives me an additional weird score. Whenever you roll weird? Yeah. Okay. So potentially, you could do some kind of weird shit if okay. you really wanted to. Okay. Um, it's, yeah, it doesn't, there's... To my knowledge, and the way that we're playing this, and we are kind of messing with some of the rules anyway, there's nothing that explicitly says that a normal person can't do magic. It's more that they just don't know how. But you're a crazy person, so maybe you do know how. And on that note, Marlo's going to say, fuck this, and give up on looking for anything that whatever the hell Lucille was asking for. Sure. And it's going to start rifling through one of uh, one of his leather-bound journals that he keeps in his little pack and see if he can find something to do. Something, uh, to, grimoire. Yeah, my, my minor <laughs> grimoire. But also grocery lists and things sure. like that. He's not a very well-organized note-keeper. Fine. Uh, he needs a familiar But he's a quick reader, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. And he stumbles upon a brief incantation that he learned from another werewolf mm -hmm. out in the deserts uh, towards um, Sierra, the, towards the uh, towards the Sierra Nevada. Okay. And um, easy for you to say. In this uh, list of notes that he has taken from his time with this werewolf, he believes that there's something he could do to help move along the clotting of the blood. Okay, so you're trying to use magic to heal someone. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Or to stop the bleeding more accurately. Okay, so the things that you can, the effects that you can accomplish with magic, I'm going to list all up for the benefit of our audience. You can inflict harm, one harm, ignore armor magic, obvious. Uh, enchant a weapon, it gets plus one harm and plus one magic. Do one thing that is beyond human limitations, which I would probably call this that. 
Uh, bar, a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Oh. Trap, a specific person, minion or monster. Mm. Evict, a spirit or curse from the person, object or place it inhabits. Summon a monster into the world. Communicate with something that you do not share a language with. Observe another time or place. Or heal one harm from an injury, cure a disease, or neutralize a poison. So why don't you roll plus weird for me? We'll see if you can heal a harm. All right. This first you don't know if she's dead or not, so we'll see if this works. Marlo's first rule of the night. Oh. That was a six. Yeah, that's a fail, bud. Um, but you tried. Light rose, slow rose, and do you lose control of the magic? This never ends well. So you uh, you summon up your kind of energy. You try to focus yourself. You place your hands um, palm over palm onto the chest of Clements. You close your eyes. You focus on the incantation. You start muttering, and uh, you start blinking, bleeding from underneath your fingernails. Shit! And you take one harm. God. Ah. So instead of kind of gathering her life force and putting it back into her body, yours starts leaking out from under your nails. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Can I tell that he's bleeding? Yes. Because, yeah, they spontaneously, it just, blood starts seeping out from his fingertips. Marlo does his best to stick both of his hands in his mouth and <laughs> suck the blood. <laughs> Peggy very politely raises a hand and says, um, so police? Um, do you still have to hold from before? I guess that's a question for you, do I? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, it, it, it goes, it doesn't well, matter for the questions, right? I'm just wondering how many you have left. Two. There two. were two. So yeah, they still exist because okay. we're kind of still investigating this weird situation. Yeah. I don't think I have any new questions yet, though. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, so you start bleeding, you put your fingers in your mouth to try to hide it. What, where are we at with the infirmary situation? Uh... Lucille has gathered as much gauze as she can, and she is pressing the rune to stop the bleeding. She's going to look up at... She's thinking. She has her hands on the body. And then she's going to say, You, you know how to hold gauze down? No. You gotta figure it out. Okay. All right, get down here. Do what I'm doing. Ready? She shows her how to, like... Put her hands in, I'm like, don't move. Just sit here and hold it. Do you have gloves or something? No. I don't wanna get blood in my hands. She's dying. I'll wash your hands myself. I know how to wash my hands, thank oh, you. Oh, good. Put them here. Lucille's- I reluctantly do it. <laughs> <laughs> so your hands that have never touched blood before, no. other than probably outside your kind of monthly situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a lot of fake blood, probably, but. Um, syrup and red food coloring. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, are now touching the blood of another human who is turning Gross. cold underneath your fingertips. Um, let's cut away from this scene for a quick moment. Allie, uh, about an hour has passed, and Hank is putting on his kind of evening going out jacket. Um, he's changed out of his blood-stained shirt and tossed it to you to figure out what to do with it. Um, do you usually accompany him on his nights out, like on his arm, or are you not invited? 
It honestly depends where he's going. Okay. If he is up to like a boys' night or something specific, like sure. maybe going to the kitsch, I'm not invited. Yeah. But if he's going to be out in public around people and needs to show his best face, then I am invited. Okay. So he buttons his jacket, and I think he's kind of standing looking in the mirror, fixing up his tie, and he can see you standing in the doorway, like in the reflection of the mirror, and he doesn't turn to look at you, and he says, I'm going out to the kitsch. Don't wait up for me for dinner. I'll be back by morning. And uh, he turns to you, gives you a little smile, kiss on the cheek, and leaves. You're alone in the house after you've witnessed and taken part in some pretty terrible violence, and you know where your husband is going. So I would say it's really just a matter of whether or not you're going to follow him out, or you're going to try to stay home and be a good girl. I think Allie, she's already changed out of her blood clothes. She has her hair and makeup newly done. She's wearing a pale yellow dress that goes past her knees and some pumps. I think she sits in the silence for a moment and then she heads upstairs and she enters the nursery and she looks around, she sits down in the rocking chair, does a few rocks back and forth, goes up to the crib that's there and it looks like it's never been used and she picks up a little teddy bear, stares blankly at it, drops it and immediately goes out and walks out the door and does something she's never done before which is she's going to follow him out to see so what he's up to. You disobey. I mean, he didn't give you the order to stay home. He didn't tell me to also stay. tell you not to follow, you know, so it's, it's debatable whether, you know, how, how scandalous this really is. And I think with the violence fresh on her mind and that ability to want to protect in her head, that mm-hmm. is what's causing her to disobey in this moment. Yeah. Um, okay, so are you trying to kind of blend in with the crowd wherever it is that you're are you you know where he's going so you're following him to the kitchen yeah i'm just following him i'm not really trying to blend in i'm not trying to hide i'm just a couple paces back and i'm just moving at a very slow pace okay so the family car pulls out of the driveway and you watch him go uh how are you gonna get there i'm just gonna walk down the street okay I just start walking. She doesn't really know where she's... I mean, she knows where she's going. She you know where it is. knows where the place is laid out, but she just starts walking. It'll take you about 20 minutes to get there. Um, but you walk at a leisurely pace. Uh, I, I just think that, like the one of the major differences between the 40s and now is a woman being able to walk down the street and not really be accosted the same way that she might now. I'm not saying murders didn't take place or that catcalling didn't exist, but there was a certain air of gentlemanliness, I would say, where things were a lot more subtle in their oppression in the 40s. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, no one really bothers you. Um, And as you kind of make your way uh, closer into downtown, maybe that's when you start getting some looks and stuff. But I don't know, I mean, how much does it bother you, really? It doesn't bother her. She just keeps going. Unless somebody tries to mess with her. Yeah. She's just laser focused on what her goal is. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to timeline this out nice and fair. So, Angel comes back to you. and she says, um, well, Dad is, uh, he's on the way, but it, it, it could be a while he's gonna be held up. It's okay. She's probably dead. It's okay. 
It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's that guy's fault. Lucille, should we close up? Angel just kind of bites the inside of her lip and like one tear kind of comes down and she just wipes it away and tries to look tough. Lucille kind of thinks to herself and she's going to go, Angel, you stay back here, okay? With the body and this nice lady here, just for a second, okay? I she like her eyes like get kind of big and she definitely looks nervous. So do Peggy's. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this other lady seems fine, but also like I don't know that girl. Like she looks nervous about the idea. Hey, oh, but so she'll listen to whatever. Can you I ask stop her to do. touching the body now? Not yet. Are you sure she's done? I don't know. Are you comfortable removing your hands if you're not sure that she's dead? I mean, I'm not comfortable anyways. Um, okay. Yeah, no, sure. Stop it. Lucille is going to take a deep breath. Marlo, I'm going to close up. You're going to... You're gonna figure out how Clemens is still alive and why she's not anymore again. What? Fair. Um, at this point, Sammy pipes up. Are you sure you don't want me to, like, maybe I should just walk Angel home or something? I mean, this just seems like a little tough situation for a kid. Maybe the feds will be here soon. I can walk home. I gotta go do some research anyway, so. I'll do whatever you want. I'm just saying. You know. I kind of I appreciate the offer. Yeah, no, all right. You can get her home safe. Definitely. Okay, because... Hey, I'm Sammy. You know how I got this thing? And she points to her eye patch. Yeah, one of those. I don't let anybody take me down, not as long as I got my... All right, all right, my, um, okay. All right, Sammy. Come <laughs> She kind of recognizes how inappropriate it is to be joking over a dead body. And, uh, come on, Angel, let's go, let's go, let's get out of here. And, uh, uh, as she passes, Lucille's gonna, like, not roughly, but very, like, casually wrap her arm around Angel for a loose hug, quick kiss on top of the head, and, mm-hmm. and then let her go. And then she's going to... Yeah. Angel kind of, like, ruffles her hair back to how it was before, like, it's so embarrassing, stop it. She, like, follows... <laughs> And Lucille's gonna stand up, look at Marlon, and say, where are you gonna go research? I was gonna go back to my place, take a look at my maps. Um, do you have any leads, or are you just gonna go stare at the I maps? I do have a lead. What's the lead? Should I go, do I need to go with him? Let me explain. Okay. I just don't know if I wanna explain it for me. This one do I This is a napkin? For your hands? The blood is like starting to like... There's a sink over there, honey. Okay. And I go over to the sink, but I turn it down. I like, I have it on just light enough that I can still hear their conversation. Okay. I'm gonna eavesdrop a little. It's like dribbling down. Yeah, it's like really, really light. It's like not doing anything. (laughs) Lucille watches this for like... (laughs) It's at this point that one of the guys kind of comes over to the door uh, give me the name of like one of the men. Uh, Ronnie, I think I said. Sure, Ronnie walks over into the doorway and he's a, uh, hey, uh, a couple of the regulars are here and um, 
People are really starting to panic out there. Someone needs to go take control of the situation. All right, all right, Marlo, figure out what this is. What? Yeah, it's your job now. And then she's going to step out into the bar. Okay. What? You kind of step past Ronnie into the space. Uh, Hank is there. It looks like he's probably arrived minutes ago. He hasn't been served. And Hank is military, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you believe ex-military. Ex-military. You don't know if he still works for the government or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's definitely proud of his service, though, for the most part. Uh... There's a bunch of blood on the floor. Yeah. I don't... I think everyone else has made an effort to walk around it, and you can tell he's left, like, boot prints or, like, shoe prints behind him, so, like, he just walks straight through it, doesn't even face it. And he's sitting at the bar. Yeah, usual spot, basically front and center. And, uh, there's a couple of other, right? The pale girls from before who were having their smoke break outside have stepped in. It's gotten, you know, dark, and, uh, they're, uh, looking to settle down for the evening. All right, everybody, listen up. Lucille says that without even really looking at anybody in general, but hopes that in the like awkward, terrified silence Mm -hmm. that's building, she does catch everyone's attention. What just happened here has now made whatever that business that just occurred alien family business. And unless you want to be involved in alien family business, I suggest you either keep your mouth shut if you don't know anything, or you come talk to me right now if you do. Go ahead and roll a group manipulate someone for everybody in this room. Nice. Roll it individually for every single person. (laughs) Uh, Can I... Allie, I'll say you're like five minutes out. You're almost there. You keep a pretty good pace. You're kind of built for getting things done. Beep, 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 beep. I will say, I don't think she would immediately go in. I think she would wait on the street across from the place and kind of peer through the window out here. Yeah, I'm just giving you an ETA. I'll I'll give you a little little signal for when you start being able to pick up on things. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. Manipulate someone. That's, I think, plus charm. That's a 10. On a 10 plus, then they'll do it as Wait, long no, as... that's a nine. Great. Seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. Uh, how cool is it if I say that dad walks through the door right now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, for the sake of narrative awesomeness, I'll say that's when the doorway is darkened by the form of... What is your dad look like? So, uh, let's see. Is he especially, like, tall and intimidating, or is he more just... Actually, ridiculous? no. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it really is the complete opposite of what you expect, because he doesn't really darken the doorway so much as, like, pervade <laughs> the doorway with his, like... If you get Lucille drunk enough, she'll call it a stench. <laughs> um, and Mark Elian... Marcus to everyone in business, Elian, uh, is actually kind of a, like, 
not frail, but shorter man. He, his shoulders are a little rounded and he's got a very like beady eyed look, mm-hmm. but there's always smells like cigarette smoke, always smells just a little bit like sweat and like looks like he is thinking about like something that doesn't have anything to do with you but just makes you feel queasy perverse yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so he he walks through the doorway and he like looks down at the blood and he's gonna look back up yeah and lucille is going he he like doesn't look at lucille he's Mm -hmm. looking around at all of the patrons and lucille is going to pointedly look at each of the patrons as he also silently gazes and then she'll say now obviously we're closed for the night so i can clean this mess everybody get off okay so yeah i think one by one everyone starts clearing out and um hank is the last to go he kind of lingers in the uh, doorway. Ooh, let's figure out if lucille likes hank what is what is Hank? What do you think Hank's like when he is he an especially charming man? He's very charming. He okay. is your typical like man who puts his best for like front forward. He's charismatic. He's charming. But then once you actually get to know him, he's a man. So he'll take advantage of you. And can I roll to read a bad situation and see how Lucille feels about Hank? Like Hank's the bad situation. Why don't you just roll me one d six? Okay. Uh, three or higher, you... Wait. Yeah. Four or higher, you see through it. Three or lower, he seems like your average guy. You saw him on the street. He's like the type of person your mom would want him to be. Four. So, you're suspicious of him, I would say, if we were to put it on a sliding scale. He seems average, but there's just something about him that doesn't quite sit right with you. As he turns around to go, Lucille's going to say, Hey, Greensburg, blood doesn't bother you? And she's going to look down at his boots. Uh, what can I say? I'm ex-military. Yeah, you traipse through blood a lot? I was in the trenches. Aren't you going to thank me for my service? No, it just makes you an old man. Have a great rest of your night, Hank. Just kind of takes it on the chin. Uh, just out of curiosity, it was a wolf who did this, or somebody what makes else you think it was a wolf? The streets. Well, there hasn't been an incident in a number of months, and there was a wolf running through my neighborhood not but a couple hours ago. So there was a wolf running through. There was a wolf running through your neighborhood. Yeah, and a crazy lady was pretty extreme. A crazy lady. What did she look like? You know, I didn't get a great look at her. Is he telling the truth? Uh, now, why don't you... Why don't you investigate a mystery? Investigate a mystery! Investigate that mystery. Investigating can be done in a number of ways. Following tracks, interviewing witnesses, forensic analysis, looking up old folklore and library, typing the monster's name into Google, capturing the monster and conducting testimony, and Anything that might give you more information about what's going on is fair game for an investigate move. They have when you investigate a mystery, roll plus sharp. Roll plus sharp. Okay. 
On a 10 plus, hold two. On a seven and nine, hold one. On a miss, you reveal some information to your monster or whoever you are talking to. The keeper might ask you some questions, which you have to answer. That's a 10. Nice, you hold two. Uh, the questions you can ask are, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Yeah. Can I look at the questions? Yes. There's some good ones. Mm. Huh. And you have your hold from uh, earlier. Yeah, mine was from the um, like the bad situation. So yeah. I, have, I have different questions. Mm-hmm. But I will. I'm, you're now alone in a, with, in a room with this guy in a body, so we'll get... I might be using one of those you questions momentarily. <laughs> so since we don't have Google in the 40s, does that mean they just take out a book and flip their... Don't library? you go to the library? Yeah, the old uh, push pins and strings. <laughs> I feel like this guy's got like a, like a push pin and strings kind of board oh, situation. So first, <laughs> with, with my first hold, I will ask what is being concealed here. Okay, so how do you phrase that technique? Because you're interviewing a witness, right? Like I ooh, when the when the the when the werewolf slash is the gash. Yeah, what are you not telling me? I think would be a great way to say that because you can definitely see his uh, shirt is buttoned up, uh, and so you wouldn't be able to see the gashes. But uh, just on the very corner on his shoulder, there's like. Just little pinpricks of blood starting to come through. He hasn't quite cleaned that wound well enough. Yeah, did you and the wolf get into a tango? Uh, there was an encounter in my home. And you handled it? My wife and I handled it for me. I don't think I've ever met your wife, Hank. No? She's a real charming gal. Maybe I'll bring her by sometime. You should. I wouldn't... I mean, is she okay? A wolf came through your house. It's got to be a no, nightmare. she was a little spooked, but she's a real tough girl. And you left her? What? You left her tonight after a wolf ran through your house? You came here to the bar after she was spooked? She's fine. Oh. Doesn't look like you are. She's going to point at the pinbrick's blood. Uh, I've seen worse. Unfaced. Must be your ex-military background, unless there's something you're not telling me here. Because, like I said, this is now... No, this is now L.A. and family business, Hank. And I think if you've been in L.A. long enough to know that you don't fuck with L.A. L.A. and business. Listen, there's nothing I'm hiding from you, okay? You didn't get a good look at her. The wolf ran into my home, accosted my guest. Your guest? Uh, well, she yeah, was staying was this, with you? No, no, no. There was this redheaded black girl. She brought muffins and she took them and left, which I thought was kind of rude. But <laughs> regardless, she's not there anymore. And uh, yeah, he uh, looked like he was following this girl. I didn't get a good look at her. Alessandra took upstairs before I could uh, stop her. Looked like she was on the run. You mind if I... Uh... Thank you. No, I'm sorry. I, I, you looked weird at my sister. You get an ink. I don't know. Crazy as shit, I know, have a good night, ink. Yeah, you too. 
then he turns and goes. An American werewolf in London? <laughs> um, cool. Uh, from their alley, I would say you, you kind of, uh, you're about a block down from the kitchen. You see your husband walk outside the door. I do like a little stutter step into an alley real quick and hide from him. Cool. Alley in an alley. <laughs> uh, yeah, he walks over to his car, gets in. And uh, he, it doesn't look like he's turning to go back home. He like keeps going down the, the boulevard. So I've never been to the hitch before. I kind of want to see what it's all about. I'm curious because mm -hmm. I have no information on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna kind of do what I said before. I'm gonna go to the opposite side of the street and kind of just peer into the windows and okay. see what I can. Um, I'll just give to you for free that it looks like they're clearing the place out. Um, there's like a couple guys who look like they probably work there, who look like they're cleaning up blood from the floor. Um, but other than that, there doesn't look like there's anyone like there's any patrons or anyone like having any drinks or anything. It looks like it's all business at the moment. Hmm. I think Allie would approach the place mm -hmm. and she would talk to the first person that is around. Okay. I'll say it's around this time that Sammy and Angel are making their way out. Um, how do you feel about kids? I love kids. Yeah? So this is like a teenager. Uh, she looks real sweet. Maybe uh, not... If she was your kid, she would be like dressed to the nines all the time. Like you, only the best. Uh, and it looks like she takes care of herself, but she's uh, like lower middle class, kind of frumpy. Um, but she is also, it looks like she might have been crying or something. She looks a little bit upset. She's walking around with this lady with an eye patch <laughs> um, who you've never seen before <laughs> and who has like a vaguely intimidating kind of air about her. I'm definitely going to approach soon. Okay. Yeah, come on, sweetie. We'll, uh, we'll get you right home. Why don't I get you an ice cream or something on the way? Hello. I am Allie. What is this establishment? Oh, uh, she kind of looks you up and down, and you're a real well-dressed looking lady. Uh, this doesn't really look like your kind of joint, sweetie. This is a, uh, a, it's a bar of uh, mixed clientele. Well, why wouldn't I be invited? I mean, it's open policy at the moment we're investigating crime so I don't know that you're gonna get like an open invitation but you could come back during business hours I at that moment her gaze goes to Angel and she just stares at her for a moment and kind of scans her from her head to her toes and she goes hello there you are sick <laughs> Angel just looks flabbergasted but also really invasive. Who are you? <laughs> I would like to ask the keeper if Allie knows what disease she has. Investigate a mystery. Okay. <laughs> that is a six. So. Six is a failure. Uh, on a mystery reveal some information. 
or to whoever you're talking to. The keeper might ask you some questions which you have to answer. Uh, how, how did you know I'm sick? I scanned your body from your head to your toes and I can peer inside, although I'm not familiar with what is going on. I'm sorry, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you looked me up and down and you could just tell? I'm very insightful. Um, and she gives her like a smile, like a genuine smile she hasn't done in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know why I'm even telling you this. Uh, yeah, I have, the doctors aren't really sure what it is. They think it's something kind of like lupus, but it's, it's weird. She like kind of gets down on her level and she looks her in the eyes and she says, I will try to help you if I can. And then she reaches in her purse and she pulls out like a little ruby ring and she like offers it to her. Uh, is that real? Shh. Yes. I have stolen it from my husband and now I offer it to you. Awesome. And she takes it and she puts it on her finger and starts walking down the street. <laughs> and Sammy's just looking you up and down like, you are probably the weirdest girl I've ever met in my whole entire life. We should have a drink sometime. And then she follows <laughs> Angel down the street too. Like she's just like, I, they're both a little bit bewildered. Allie is just, you know, she's feeling, she doesn't know what she's feeling, yeah, but this is all new. she's has a warm feeling bubbling inside her. She just met a child and she hasn't been able to interact with one in a long time. So she, she just turns toward the, towards the door and she just tries to go inside. Yeah, the door's open. There's a guy standing there mopping up blood and he's definitely, <laughs> like, I don't think he heard the whole conversation, but like, he can tell you're not quite the usual clientele for this sort of place and you're talking to the boss's kid, so it's weird. Like, she just walks in her Christian Dior shoes right over the blood, like without even thinking about it. She goes, yeah. hello. It's, what has happened to you? It's mostly mopped up at this point. I'm uh, just a janitor here. I don't really have any, I, uh, Lucille? <laughs> what? There's some weird girl here. Did you tell her we were closed? We're closed. Actually, the door was open. <laughs> and this, She's and this. way smarter than me. I gotta go, man. <laughs> Did I just hear her say the door was open? She smiles at you. You bear quite a resemblance to the child I saw. Hi, I'm Allie. My sister? I do not know. What are you doing with my sister? I saw a young child and a woman with an eye patch. Yeah, that's my sister. What are you doing with my sister? I asked her questions, and she asked me questions, and then I gave her a ring. What questions do you need to ask my 12-year-old sister? Who are you? Everything all right out there, Lucille? No, but, but I'm fine. Can I, like, read a bad situation <laughs> and see if she's trustworthy? Um, I don't think you really, I think use your best judgment. She just starts like glitching for a moment. <laughs> yeah. 
Her head like twitches oh my to the god. side of oh it. Oh my god, are you gonna die too? Fuck. <laughs> Lucille, like. She just starts looking around and scanning the room. Yes. Yeah. And trying to okay. peer within the cabinet. Alright, you look really nice. We are closed. As you can see, Lucille gestures at the blood. Yeah, it's Un- mostly mopped up at this point. Unpleasant business, right? Uh, I know that blood. I, don't- I saw her today. Is she alive? You suck. What's your name? Hi. I am Allie. What is your name? She just yeah, you can call me Luce. Uh, you, sorry, you know this blood? Yes. How do you know this blood? A woman ran through my it's... house with this blood coated all over her. You're... She was dead, and then she was alive, and now I am asking if she dead. Oh, Jesus. Okay, no, so you know Clements? I am From aware. there, we're going to take our beret. Oh man, what a predicament that hunter has gotten themselves into. I sure hope they are able to figure it out this time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around through the ad roll for this episode. If you enjoy what we're doing here, the best way to let us know is to download this episode on ACAST so the people over there can see how great we are. And when you're done with that, head over to Spotify or Apple Music and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you on social media. Tweet us your favorite quote, share your fan art with us on Instagram, or tag us the next time you drink an especially exciting brew. If you want to join us on our quest to find the very best coffee and tea out there, or if you think you're the one making it, reach out to us at littlerenegadeproductions at gmail.com. We'd love to feature you on our next episode. And I'll see you guys in a couple seconds. Welcome back. Last we heard, we were in the middle of a very intense argument between, or conversation between Allie and Lucille. Lucille had asked you, Allie, if you know Clements. No. She ran into my house. And I offered her comfort and help. Do you mind um, recounting that tale for me? She goes, sure. And then her head back to the middle. And then she, very in-depth detail, starts to speak on everything that she says. But she stops at the moment when she begins to fight the wolf. When she gets the command from Hank, she just stops. Okay. Uh, So you explained to Lucille almost everything that happened. Marlo and Peggy, uh, Lucille has been called out of the room, and you're mm-hmm. now alone together with a dead body. I don't think I have moved my hands. Yeah, you've washed them off their like, dripping water. Yeah. So do you hang around dead bodies often? Do you? I would not like to answer that question. It does look like someone who hangs out around dead bodies often. I would also not like to answer that question. You are. 
What's your name? Peggy. What's yours? Marlo. I would like the audience to know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I would like you listeners to know. This is audio only that um, I hope Kelsey doesn't cut that silence, <laughs> and I need you to know that it was at least Parker has been. Parker and Kelsey have just been staring back at each other, <laughs> both vaguely lifting their eyebrows for at least twenty seconds. <laughs> Fantastic audio only content. You're welcome. You're welcome. Listen, this is what we tune in for every week. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I... <laughs> Continue. So you really have no idea where the werewolf came from? Frank? He came from the studio. Frank. The werewolf's name is Frank? The actor's name is Frank. I Again, the makeup's not that good. Both of you to roll uh, investigate mystery. Okay. Because <laughs> you're alone in the body. You guys have uh, Remind me the um, bonus for investigate? Uh, investigate mystery, you add plus sharp. Sharp. Okay, so then I'm... I got eight. Nine. Okay, so you both have mixed success. So you can hold one. Okay. Your list of questions I'll repeat for the audience are what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it hurt? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And I'll let you guys know. And this is a question for you or for each other? Uh, it's a question you're asking the uh, either a witness or you can be looking at a body and trying to figure out the answer to the question. You're asking me the keeper and I will provide you with answers based on context clues, essentially. Okay, will you be quiet? No! Okay, listen. His name is Frank. He's not a very good actor, but he fit in the costume. He was all we had. Um, and he had his fitting today. We weren't even supposed to start shooting, so I don't know where he thought he was going. Well, he clearly came here and murdered a woman, so if you don't mind, I'm going to look at her body. I mean, you can look at it all you want. I don't want to look at it anymore. Okay. Can you can you do me a little favor? Depends on the favor. All right, take this. Marlo hands out a little lockpick-looking thing, like a little piece of metal. It's like, I need you to take this, and then pulls out a little knife. It's like, I need you to take this, and I want you to peel back one of her wounds. I'm gonna take a look inside, alright? No. Peggy! <laughs> will you please do this for me? You don't even have to look. Well, if I'm not looking... Well, then why are you just doing it? Well, because I already If have... you have a hand free to guide my hand, why can't you just use my that hand? My fingernails were bleeding blood. I don't want to contaminate the crime scene. We're in an infirmary. Are there not bandages in here? You're impossible. You know that? I love this release. With that, Marlo walks to the sink and washes his own damn hands. Okay, you wash your hands. They're clean. And then he forcefully grabs the two utensils back from Peggy. You can have them. Sit down! I sit down. Damn. Marlo, Sean. And Marlo peels open uh, one of the gash wounds and is looking for anything that might have been... Indicative of where the werewolf had come from. Peggy's trying to cover her eyes, but it's like peeking through a little bit. <laughs> like any kind of grime, any kind of like unusual form material that you would find inside of a body. A sense. So you're asking what happened here. Yeah. Or what is being concealed here, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a couple things I'll give to you for free. Uh, there are three large 
so there's a gash across her chest uh, that looks older. <coughs> mm. um, How much older? A couple days. Oh. And then there's three... Uh, there's three... Uh, like puncture wounds. That's the word I was looking. There's three puncture wounds, as well that go literally from her back through her abdomen to the other side. Um, the thing that I'll give you in addition to that, um, she is dead. That's also for free. Cool. Um, those claw marks. The old ones, they don't look sloppy in the way that a werewolf scar usually looks. Mm. And the puncture wounds are also really clean. Mm. Um, again, in a way that is weird for some, like you've seen, I don't know, I don't know how many deaths you've seen from a werewolf attack before. But you've definitely, you know, stuff happens when you're running with a pack, you know, and that's, you know, a lot of it's accidental. Can I see the list of questions? Yeah. Um, and this isn't what a werewolf scratch or wound looks like. So that's weird. And that includes the puncture wound? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to use one of mine mm -hmm. um, as a question to Marlo. Um, you mentioned something about her being dead, and then not dead, and then dead. Elaborate, please. Uh, I will give to you for free that yes. you've heard of Clements. Okay. Um, she's a fairly famous monster rights activist, and as much as like you and a number of other people don't believe in monsters, mm -hmm. she's a civil rights person who you would have like seen in the news. Okay. Um, and on like papers and stuff. So if you want, I'll give you that back. And so that I knew that she was dead before. Uh, yes. Okay. You would have heard about her death. It would have been like a, like, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. When any civil rights movement person dies, people know about yeah. it. It's a big deal. So okay. yeah. And that was maybe two, three years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like a, yeah, I'm going to double check when the war ended, but it, it would have been a year after that. Okay. Give or take. You seem to know something about this. Can mm. you elaborate? Essentially, a couple years back, I'd only been in the city probably a year and a half at this point. Uh, Clements, who I had heard of about to some degree and had met on a number of occasions, asked me about something very dangerous to which I agreed to help with and then promptly never heard from her again. And I assumed she was dead as to the nature of where she was going, but I don't know if you would understand. And that's the truth. So like, what's your deal? Yeah. I'm gonna call that you spending another <laughs> Okay, cool, I'll use it. As well. <laughs> From, uh, so, no, what's going on here? Or, uh, yeah, what's... Okay. Is there a formal, um, <laughs> what's your damage? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just say that we'll, we'll 
we'll com- we'll uh, combine our bad situation <laughs> and um, investigate mystery roles for this because we have two other holds sitting around. Excellent. So I'll just let you use them here. Okay. What's my deal? Uh huh. I know things. Okay. Um, no, but like, why? Why? Yeah, why do you know all these things? Because it's my business to know these things. Because there are people who will pay a lot of money to know more about these things. So I know these things so I can get paid lots of money to know about them and tell them about them. Okay, so my question is who in the world is paying you to tell these stories? To tell these stories? Yeah. They're not stories. What are you, a child? Open your eyes. It's 1948. Okay, listen, I've been in this industry for a long time. I have seen every trick in the book. Some well-placed makeup. Did you not see me bleed out of my fingernails? I assumed you did something. I don't know, maybe you're anxious and bite at them. That's not my business. You are truly impossible. You know that? Look, all I want you to do is open your eyes and look around just a little bit. You were three seconds late to a woman being stabbed through her abdomen by someone who you claim is your father's actor. And none of that rubs you the wrong way, makes you think about things in a little bit of a different sense. None of that, none of that is a little bit, I don't know, like a little bit exciting to you. Clearly you've never been around actors. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. But oh, mom, you know, I'll bite my tongue. Okay. Oh, bite my tongue. Yeah, never any actors, especially not any super famous. I don't want any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there, man. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's just a rumor, though. Who's mm-hmm. to say? So, uh, <laughs> you guys have investigated your mystery. Uh, you now, uh, Lucille, have been given all the information. Uh, almost about m- almost all the information about our previous events in the uh, Greenwood household, Greensburg household, excuse me, and uh, yeah. So she was there. The wolf was there. It hit your husband. It caught your husband. Who is H- Hank? Hank Greensburg. That's not your husband. Let me see her. Is she here? I Sorry. can help. Is it uh, you can answer the question first. Okay, Hank Greensburg, that's your man? Who is your man? I don't have one. I'm nineteen. <laughs> well, if you are going to ask me a question, I should ask you a question too. You Isn't can. that human courtesy? You can. I never said you couldn't. You just haven't answered okay. the question for yet. What is this place? What do you have hidden, hidden here? And yes, Hank is my husband. What does he want here? Is this kind of investigating a mystery? Yeah, this is you investigating mystery. So go ahead and roll okay. for it. Come on, guys. I got six. Cross sharp. Zero. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, so yeah, it's a failure. Um, she kind of starts glitching out again, as we've said before, and there is something inhuman about this person. There's just something not right. Okay, listen, it's 
it's cool. It, it's fine if you're not human, but in this place, we don't pretend, okay? This is the kitsch. This is, are you new to LA? I've been here for quite some time. Have you never been here? No. Okay. Before I walked in, a woman told me, what business do I have here? Women like me are not welcome. Uh, oh, was that uh, eye patch? Yes. That's Sammy. No, it's just that you look really nice. Thank uh, you. And <laughs> Lucille kind of looks down. Lucille is wearing like her apron and pants and like, I have my legs, like, one's a little out and the other's perfectly straight. I'm, like, very poised and yeah. pissed. Um, a little bag on my shoulder. Do you... I, I just, I don't know, I don't think I really have the funds to offer you what you're looking for. Oh, I don't need your money. Okay. Do you want a drink? Is that what you offer here? Is that what my husband gets? I would like what he gets. Okay, well, I, w I, you know, I would need to know if Hank Greensburg is your husband. In order to yes. Okay, cool. A Hank Greensburg regular. All right, well, your husband comes in here, and that man gets a whiskey and Coke every single night. You want that? Is that all? No, he gets at least five or six whiskey coats, Cokes, but... And then he, I, shit, I mean, if you want me to tell you what your husband does in here, I'm happy to, but you're going to have to pay me for the drink and the time. You are a woman, like me. If you were in my shoes, what would you want? <laughs> I'm never going to be in your shoes. Those shoes cost more than this entire place. <laughs> no, I will never be in your shoes. Tell me what he wants here. <laughs> well, what he wanted tonight was a drink, and I couldn't give him that because someone was murdered in my doorway. Someone who used to I just know. keep walking in. I just start walking in. Okay, so you walk like in. around the place? I just start walking in more, yeah, and kind of just ignore her because she's not giving me anything. She's not answering my questions. Well, she's just going to lean on the bar and watch her. Fuck. Okay. Uh, what, where, what does she see? Are there doors? So, here, I'll let me draw you a little, little mind palace, and I'll explain where? it for the audience. So, bar kitsch. Kind of has, um... Can I do an investigation on the room, too? Sure. So why don't you read a uh, bad situation? See what's up with this place. Okay. So we've got, like... It's basically very boxy. It's very long, so it extends out past here, right? But, right... So we've got, uh... The door is on the left side, and it opens in front of the bar and the bar is along the entire is that the front door yes okay. so the front door if we're looking at it walking inside the front door is on the left hand side and along the west wall is the bar and it's entirely closed off on this end and entirely closed off the whole way down with bar stools along the edge uh, it's a lot of dark wood. There are tables placed very irregularly about the space, and everything looks a little bit haphazard now that everybody's left. Um, and then once you get, oh, the bar is probably about, it's a good, decent long bar. It's probably about 12 feet. Um, and well, listeners will post a picture of this on our Instagram. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> and you'll get to see Elisa's bad drawing. Uh, it's about 
12, 15 feet long, and then that's when it opens around the other end. There's like a, one of those hanging, those nice hanging up and down. You know, I'm doing a, I'm doing a lever motion with my arm, <laughs> like in those 50s diners with the counter that swings up. Yeah, oh, Lucille's yeah. got one of those. Cute. Um, so right now it looks like a closed counter, and I'm actually gonna say that this might confuzzle her because it looks like a full-on counter. Mm -hmm. And if she's never been on it in a diner before, I don't know if she'd know that it would swing up. Okay. That's a nine. Okay, so that was to read about situation. You can add sharp, but your sharp is zero. Mm -hmm. So you hold one. Uh, best way in, best way out, dangers you haven't noticed, biggest threat, what's most vulnerable to you, what's the best way to protect the victims? Victim as in Clemens? Sure. Okay. okay, so this is... Is this something I ask you or ask Me. her? I would... I mean, obviously the best way to protect a victim would be in the infirmary, right? Mm -hmm. So, Alessandra's going to start walking in a little bit. And she's going to turn to you and say, You know, I would like that whiskey and coke that you mentioned. I've never had it before. Sh sure. Shit. <laughs> Lucille starts making a whiskey and coke. She's watching her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's... She doesn't need to look at her tools yeah, to make a whiskey coat. Yeah, what's she gonna do? Steal? Yeah. Like, what is this? Do you like, go behind the thing? bar? I'm walk out with a... Lucille, yeah. Uh, Lucille does walk... Yeah, Lucille does get up. She was leaning against the bar. She's gonna get up and, uh, like, make her way around the bar. And she'll lift up the countertop and she'll walk behind it. Okay, well, once she's looking busy, like, grabbing the bottle... Alessandra's gonna keep walking and just go into the door to the infirmary. Uh, Lucille, Lucille, unauthorized, unauthorized personnel are in the infirmary right now and I'm conducting a very serious oh, investigation. She's going to see Clemens on the table and immediately go to her and scan if she is alive or dead. Okay, so I'll, I'll loop this into, um, I think rebound situation is the wrong call, but you made the role, so we'll call it investigate a mystery. It would still be hold one. Um, what happened here? What sort of creatures? And what can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Are your questions? Can I see? Mm -hmm. I thought the hold was making it into the infirmary. Um, because that is a secret door that is not open. Okay. Well, then, if you want to roll again. Okay, I'll roll again. before she don't know what's going on she's um, like that woman i know i saw <laughs> yeah so on a miss you reveal some information to whoever you're talking okay to. i i got this so she looks at peggy and she looks at marlo and she sees that he has a tattoo on his head and she approaches him a little too close and oh, goes, right. you look like a greasy lowlife with a head tattoo do you know the celebrity angel my friend would really like to know if you were in cahoots with her <laughs> Where did you hear about this? Kristen, my next door neighbor, my best friend. She has red hair, she's about five foot five, and she comes over often with muffins. I see, <laughs> I see. Peggy's just slacked out right now. Angel Scott. I, I, I know who she is. You know who she is? I know who she is. Sorry. Okay, but like you oh, know who she is or you know who she is? In the other room. <laughs> no, Lucille walked in when she heard Marla going <laughs> okay, into her. Meet okay. me. What goes on between Angie and I has nothing to, Angie! Nothing to do with any of y'all, alright? Oh, okay, hold on. I'm sorry, did you say Angie? 
I would like to say that Angie's an ugly nickname. I agree with her on would that. You rather me call, have, would you rather me call her the name of your sister? Ooh. Her sister? You're talking about my sister. Alessandra goes, oh, the gossip. And she goes back to you and holds out her hand for the whiskey and coke. She goes, well, Lucille, I didn't this? finish making it because you snuck past me. Oh, may I please still try the beverage? <laughs> Are you going to do anything to this body? I can try to see if she is still alive or dead. And if she was still alive, would you hurt her? Why would I do that? I offered her comfort and help earlier. Uh, right, I forgot. No, yeah, by all means, I'll go make you a whiskey coke. Lucille walks around, turns around, and goes and walks back to the bar. Okay, you guys continue your... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Angie. You're the scumbag she's been hanging out with? Hanging out is an interesting choice of words. I don't think I want to hear your choice of words for it, actually. Lovesick... From the other room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Certainly sick of love, Lucille. <laughs> she is a very attractive woman. You should feel very happy to be dating above your level. You know, I'll take that into consideration next time I'm considering ending my own life. <laughs> I'm gonna jump. Alessandra doesn't even move, she just blinks at you. Same. Who are you? Hello, I am Allie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Who are you? You bear quite a resemblance to Angel Scott. Perhaps sister, Peggy Scott? Yes? You're Angie's sister? I literally just said that. It's <laughs> my bad. You? She like kind of moves her head back and forth like a dog looking at a toy and she goes, I have never seen you before or heard of you other than cohorts with the celebrity. <clears throat> well. Please meet you. My name is Marlo Hunt. Um, I'm a purveyor of things. Yeah, like my sister. Well, <laughs> and that's where we're going to do light rolls, slow rolls. Folks, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been a total blast, no pun intended. And I do hope that we will be uh, having you join us on our very next episode of Light Rose Slow Rolls coming out with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you once again for joining us. We uh, hope we'll see you next week. Bye.